might not see it in a traditional advertising awards Award show, show, which is yep. still how we judge each other. But using our creativity to do different things and make money in different ways, that's what we're doing. Hi, I'm Darren Woolley, founder and CEO of Trinity P3 Marketing Management Consultancy, and welcome to Managing Marketing, a weekly podcast where we discuss the issues and opportunities facing marketing, media and advertising with industry thought leaders and practitioners. A lot of time and effort is expended by advertising agencies extolling their creativity. It is, after all, one of the creative industries. Increasingly, the conversation is now turning to the role and value creativity plays in delivering growth through initiatives like the Advertising Council of Australia's Growth Agenda with The Australian, but also efforts to measure the value being launched by a few of the holding codes. Today, I'm taking the opportunity to talk all things creative and commercial with two of the leaders in the Australian creative advertising industry. Please welcome to Managing Marketing Podcast, the Chief Client Officer at Dentsu Creative, Kate Stewart-Robertson, or CSR for short. Hi, Kate. Hi there. Nice to be here. And please welcome CEO of Dentsu Creative Australia and New Zealand, Kirsty Muddle. Hi, Hi Kirsty. Hi, Darren. Hi, CSR. Hi, mate. <laughs> We're all here having a chat about creativity. First of all, and, and this is to either of you, yeah. Um, I know we've all worked for quite a few years in the creative industries, but do we have to spend so much time talking about creativity? I think it makes us feel good, probably. I mean, we do. We, with creativity is, is, I think we, we probably overthink it a little bit in terms of what we're talking about. People talk about creativity every day because it exists in pop culture. You know, people talk about the things they like and largely that's born from creativity. But no, I think we should continue to talk to talk about it as much as we do at the moment. It's kind of, you know, you need to control the narrative too. So if you look at the, sorry to get all econometric on you already, but if you look at the um, Deloitte report that was just done recently, the contribution of creativity to the economy is quite significant. Um, and so it's probably worth, worth the chat at different levels. Yeah, well, see, because I'm already thinking that was not about creativity, that was about advertising. And to automatically think that all advertising is creative, I think, is a, a flaw in that argument. Advertising certainly contributes, what was it, $83 billion to GDP. I think creativity at the moment is, to curse point, something that we live and breathe every single day. However, creative leaders and creativity that sits inside of businesses has never been more important than ever before. And I think creativity about problem solving, business problem solving, speed, agility, being adaptable has never been more important. However, I can't live and breathe unless I talk about creative problems every single day. So, yes, I will always default to advertising because it's what I love, worship and adore. But like creativity, it's not the creative department of the business, right? No. So our Dentsu media teams are just as creative but in their own form and their own fluid way, like our, you know, like our data teams as well. I mean, they're using their creative ways to restructure data and look at how things are done. So I think creativity is a wonderful thing to worship and the more we talk about it, it's probably the better for the rest of our business. But I also think people genuinely like to talk about creativity. Look at Gruen. 
Yeah, no, and, and, and you're absolutely right. You know, Gruen's a high-rating program that largely talks about the outputs of, mm-hmm. of uh, the visible outputs of uh, advertising, yep. which is the ads, yep. right? Yep. But it's interesting because when you focus just on ads, mm-hmm. the people focus on the creative department because yes. that's the department that agencies talk about as being where the ads are made. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? I mean, I think it's a conundrum for the industry because I think every time we talk about creativity, people outside of the industry who we should be trying to remind them about, you know, the value that we create need to think about that more holistic approach you just shared. I actually think good creative people that work in the creative department seek ideas from different places. And so they're essentially looking for original thinking, right? That's what they're like. What's the original thought? What's the... What's the, what's the thought that no one else has had, otherwise they, it would have been done before? And they look in different places. So, you know, the one thing that I like about working in this environment is that there's so many pockets for great, um, you know, uh, a curious, creatively-minded people to go and search for, for original thinking that comes from different places that cuts down that bias so you don't end up seeing the same communication or the same kind of ideas or the same style of advertising everywhere because they've got a lot of different stimulation points to inspire original thinking. Yeah. It's diversity right? and capability. Yeah, because, Kate, you've worked at Google in a creative role, mm-hmm. which is do you, did you see that as part of the advertising industry? I'm interested. Well, look, I was only at Google for a, for a short amount of time and I w- went in there as a creative development lead. So I wouldn't want to be disrespectful to anything I learned inside of Google, but I would say to you, the one thing I did learn was that at a creative agency and the relationships we build with our CMOs and our business partners, we are seen as the snake that turns the head. That's really what, you know, we can, okay. we, we can really help influence that we understand strategy, we understand business problems, but we're also not asked to basically comment on the TV ad. We're asked to shape business problems, Horizon 1, 2 and 3. We are seen as a trusted partner. And, in fact, we probably are more choked out than our media guys because of our magic, the way we think, the way we problem solve. I think where I probably struggled inside an organisation like Google is that I went from having the influence of CMOs to being in a much smaller lane and you're not encouraged to colour outside the lines. And I think Mel Silver would say I was as subtle as a gun. I was constantly trying to get closer up to the the decision Are making. You I was I was trying to get closer to the. Yeah. Our, you know, you go from being best friends with, you know, the uh, CMO of Arnott's Biscuits to only finding them as they walk through to talk to the media guys, and you're like, oh my god, like. I, I didn't have any – I struggled with the lack of influence. That's what I would say to you was probably hardest for me as a creative person. And I would say Dave Bowman would say the same thing. Some of the other guys would say that. Anna Hunt, we missed the ability to shape the thinking that would impact the sort of work. You miss it. And if you think we're just creativity, we're the ads, it's so not what we do as a T-shaped organisation. Yeah. And the agility and the mm. speed, fuck, I missed it. Hence what, hi, bing bong, I'm back because I miss the influence. So I think it's interesting because, first of all, you know, people forget that Google, Meta, even ByteDance are really technology companies Yeah, they're engineering companies. Engineering companies. Absolutely. And creativity has been bolted on because they basically raise their money through advertising. Yep. Right? And yet I don't think 
the wider, even marketing audience, understands the way creativity works in agencies as holistically as you suggested yeah. mm. because there is this thing called the creative department. Now, I'm not yeah. saying get rid of the creative department, no. but it's yeah. really interesting, like, how much of the expression of the industry of creativity yeah. is about the ads, yeah. right? All the awards, Khan, you know, all of the, you know, Khan totally. awards and, you yeah. know, and, and when we want to show how creative we are, what do we show? Oh. Ads, right? Reels. And yeah. Reels and yeah. things, yeah. Yeah, I'm just wondering, you know, because... You've got a number of really quite influential roles. You know, yeah. you're on the board of the Australian, uh, no, the Advertising Council of Australia, yep. the ACA. You're on the board of the AANA. Yep. Yep. You know, there must be times when these conversations arise or are they too busy just? I mean, I still, we talk about industry things. So like, you know, ad standards and being close to community and self-regulation and then Double Ona is all about better marketing and better brands and sort of you know making sure that the the industry is where it, where it needs to be and we're a positive influence on that. I mean, you always feel as an as a as someone that comes from any client comes to us because they can't solve the problem themselves, and so you always come in with a little bit of magic dust. And there's a way in which I think we present ourselves as an as an industry or even as individuals that bring that magic to the table in the way we present ourselves and find crescendos and keep people's interest. So, you know, you 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 feel that no matter what board you sit on, that you know, through and through, no matter which agency I've been in, I'm I'm an agency person because of the way we have got this ability to to maybe hold a room or entertain people. I, I don't know. It's part of our <laughs> part of our job, isn't it? That's so, it. The it magic is, you know, we do tricks. It's, I mean, it's that, it's that, it's one of that. It's the it's you know it's a it's a it's a really nice thing, I think. And I, like I like to remember this. Someone said to me, just remember, you're probably you, know, you get five minutes of your clients. You're about five minutes of their day right and you can aggregate that into cool I've got an hour with you this week but make sure because often it is the best part of their week if you're bringing something because you're bringing something that is often quite joyful and has solved a problem which is a different kind of joy but I think that's the nice side of our yeah so you've got to be get very good at close magic it's powerful yeah close magic well because you both worked in a number of different uh, creative agencies Mm -hmm. yeah do you think there's a type of person that's attracted to advertising? And let me be uh, uh, disclosing here. It's really interesting from my perspective because we're hearing a lot about people going from agency side to client side uh-huh. and working in-house. and yep. you know, okay. But I really think that there's a personality type that just really struggles with the corporate world. That's my perspective. Is this an observation that you, you've made as well through your career or do you think it is no, a I'm transferable? Not, I feel like it's quite a nuanced observation, my one, and it might resonate with you, Darren, is I feel like a lot of lawyers like to join the advertising industry. <laughs> it is because it is, it's it's around how you frame things. It's still like the study of humans in a way and there are certain laws and processes in advertising that, help you get to, we call it craft, mm. get to where you want to go. So it, it attracts, it, 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 it does attract a certain kind of mindset, I think. But, 
you know, largely you sit around a dinner table. I think the people that work in the, you know, creative sides of businesses, and that includes media or tech or an agency environment, probably have got some, you know, better stories than, you know, my friends that went to banking instead of advertising. Yeah, we still play with serious budgets. We still play with serious problem solving, but we do it with a bunch of people where the conversation and the team pursuit of it all is what I can't find in any other industry. That yeah. sense of team pursuit, yeah. lined up chemistry, like the things we value in each other is also what our clients value in us. They feel our synergy. They feel our smarts. They feel our, like it, it, it's a very transferable skill and it's very intoxicating for both clients. But also once you get, once you, you've had it good and you, you just keep seeking it out for the rest of your life, I think once you've found the rattle and hum of an agency that's firing, and I was only talking about it about an hour and a half ago with Tim, one of our planners, we've had moments of it in our creative career and I certainly had it in moments and I go, I just, that is a high that I will chase for the rest of my life. Clients feel it, we feel it, and all the other stuff that comes afterwards is just the reward of it. When all of that comes together. Oh, my God, it's like a... Momentum. I was, about to, say, I was about to be very rude then, yeah. but I pulled back because I'm on air, but I was like, it is... No, no, we've had part. Mark Ritson previously. Oh, so oh yeah. It's like a, there's not much language yeah, no. that uh, <laughs> it, it gets censored here. We just put a, a, a language guidance at the front of it. So it's okay. Yeah. If you want to be fully self-expressed... <laughs> And, uh, and that's required. Please feel free. Uh, I think my mum would kill me if I thought it'd be a jizz fest, but that's what I thought. <laughs> Trinity P3. I think there's a certain thing that kind of binds us all together is you've got slightly, you know, you've got to be a student of the industry in some ways. Right? You've, you've, got to, you've got to really love yeah. ads, whatever form they're in, communication, whatever form it's, form it's in. You've got to, like... I think wild minds, everyone's got a bit of a wild mind. Yeah. And that we just allow people to express that within reason in, mm-hmm. in an agency environment where often there's probably no room for it in some corporate environments, so you don't get to express it. And so that's why people leave. Um, you, know, you know, there's a lot of performers in this industry too, I find. Yeah. It's yeah. that there are like you could go to a, a, an agency in London and feel perfectly at home oh, yeah. because there are similarities in the cultures and the kind of people that, that bring you. You very quickly know when you're not in an agency too because it doesn't have that that wild mind and fluid culture where, you know, you, you know a practice area in a consultancy perhaps isn't as reliant on the different areas of the business to come up with an idea, which is what binds us together, is you you really can't come out with something or a solution for a client without using that entire team the collective of force, people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you have to you have to be a team and you have to like each other and then you celebrate together as well. Where I think you could probably do that in isolation in other 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 businesses, unless you're a startup, which is slightly different. But we I used to run the grad program for eight years for Clemenger and it was went through four or five different iterations. And it was a collective choice. You can pretty much pick the moment they sit down who they are, who will succeed and where they'll yes, go. Yes, this is a good point. Actually. And you, there's just something about the way people collect their thoughts, the way they present themselves and the way they attack problems that I was just go, you'll be this person, you'll be this, you'll be this. And I was we watched someone walk past the other day and I was like, ah, oh, that guy did end up working for that place. I didn't think he'd work in advertising, but I knew he'd go there. Oh, so you mean even beyond just the roles that exist? Hundred percent. Yeah, actual where they'll work. Hundred percent. Right. Where people fit. 
I mean, that's probably why I got into recruitment a little bit as well is because you can kind of go, I know where you will be supported and loved. Now, you've raised that, Kate, so I want to explore it because, (laughs) you know, I mean, the other big saying is it's a a people industry, it's a talent (laughs) industry, it's all about the talent, it's all about the people, yeah. So then suddenly you're going from working in an agency where, what is it, your biggest uh, investment walks out the door every night? When they're working yeah. in the office, yeah. not when they're working from home. Yeah. But but when you suddenly swap across to the recruitment side, it must be incredibly interesting mm. to do that matchmaking in a way. Yeah, look, I think um, it's really interesting because I rang my recruiter. I read, rang my headhunter, Karen, and said, I've, I've, you know, I've spent time here. What do I do next? And I think it was very sympathetic. Not here. Where? Oh, where? Sorry. <laughs> I was at, I was at, I'd been at BBO for a very long time, Clementor for a long time, yeah. and I'd gone to Google and I didn't think that I, you know, you have that moment of like, this is, this is not where I'm going to be. This is not for me. I, I think they would agree it wasn't for them either. Yeah, like, yeah. A lovely moment where you kind of go, the holy grail, this is where I'm going to be for the next 10 years. I was like, oh, God, it's not, my business plan's gone awry. I don't know where I'm going next. I'm not Stalin apparently. I don't have a five-year plan. So basically I rang going, what do I do next? And she it was serendipitous. She's like, you can do whatever you want, but there's an opportunity here to build back out our creative. Because, you know, they, the mm. guys started in the agency world, but they were doing a lot of marketing, bigger, bigger opportunities inside of the C-suite. She's like, I need someone to come back who knows the industry that's not me and Anthony that yeah. can make sense of the industry again. She's like, you used to run a great program. Like, you know a lot of people. Would you come and do that? So I really went over there to build back out the creative agency arm that had kind of was always their base but it kind of got forgotten as they got bigger and bigger and bigger. So I went and did that but all the principles were exactly the same. You need to think about brief differently and the reason why they were, and I think Karen Taylor was a great mentor for me, she's like think about every opportunity differently which is why when this opportunity came up for Dentsu I rang this one and I said Think about this. I know you're a head indie girl, you're, you know, part owner, but this could be an opportunity to do that. So you this recru- role. Oh, yeah, recru- I put her in this role. Sorry. Wow, Apologies. Okay. Yeah, that probably makes no sense. But, yeah, so I, I just, it was about revelation. Trying, to, trying to find an opportunity to bring And then you together. put her in this role. She I then sure rang me. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you well, thought she well, got that so right. <laughs> I better get her on board. Well, we we didn't. Sorry, I'm I'm going all over the place. But welcome to CSR's brain. But look, I think it made sense to me about. No, it's fascinating. But also the people that we bought, I bought in during those two years. I think are the right sort of people to bring back to the industry because I looked at the industry and went, where have all the fun ones gone? For a couple of years there, there was no Cheryl Marjorams. There were no Kirsty models running big things. Like they, we kind of vanished a little bit from from that world, and and I thought we'd lost a lot of our rock stars. And I include, like it was at the time when people were leaving. We were leaving the Mims to go be one of our great clients. We we're losing Emily Perrett to go set up her own makeup company. We were losing people to Google, and I was like, God, we will. And I remember someone said they'd been up to the symposium in Hunter Valley, and they're like, Where have all the rock stars gone? how he was just leaving to figure out his own thing. And I thought, we need to bring some rock stars back and put this one in and said, imagine what you could do with it if you could indelibly basically build this from scratch with all these great bones, what you could do with it. And then when she called me a year and a half later and said, you put me in, what could we do together? And I was like, it was a two-minute yes, conversation. It was. I was we were, it was like, it's time to come back and build. So, Kirsty, I'm getting from Kate's uh 
monologue there. Sorry, I apologise. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's fine, Kate. Also, it's I just who, needed to find the right word to describe it. It's who I am. It. <laughs> it's who I am. But what Six I got from what you said um, is that you, in many ways the role here for you yeah. is yeah. to really build that talent profile. Yeah. Like build the opportunities and bring the and and have the people that we can create those opportunities. There was the the the, the role I was attracted to the role here because it was entrepreneurial, right? Yeah. It was it was, I mean, the first thing with with all outside of Japan, for me, Dentsu and that's what was pitched to me didn't really have a creative capability. I had to look under the hood a little bit and go, where is that? Oh, it's Isobar, it's BWM. They've got this amazing plethora of PR brands like Ridgeway. Ridgeway, mm-hmm. yeah. But Ridgeway is just, you know, it's an Indigenous communications social yep. change agency that does beautiful work. But back to your earlier point, they don't package it up in the way that creative agencies package stuff up into nice, neat reels that everyone can touch because they, 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 it's just not part of culture to do that. But they had all these amazing capabilities that it just needed someone and something to bring it together to build what could be Dentsu's creative capability. I wasn't alone in that. Obviously there was Fred LeVron globally who has now left, but but there was there was a force of people and Wendy Clark who decided this would be Dentsu's time to build a pretty significant significant creative capability. For me that made my heart build fast beat faster because it's, you know, back to the building, building mentality, but also there was a little bit of envy in my in the pit of my stomach going, I don't think these guys know what they've got mm. in terms of a um, character licensing capability, our gaming capability that is worth millions and millions of dollars making, you know, games for some of the best-known brands but also retailing games ourselves here. Um, we, we did have, like BWM, I would say, had, had a, an amazing track record of great brand work, um, uh, Isobar, I mean, Isobar was probably one of the first digital agencies at Global Scale. That's ours. Mm. And then these pockets of quite specific. If you could pull that together, you know, what can't Dentsu do? Yeah. It's a big transformation though. So it's not going to happen overnight. We may have pulled it all together and gone, Dentsu Creative has now got all of these, which is our creative unified creative proposition globally, um, which is made up of 60 different brands and capabilities into one thing. Now you've got to make it work together. So it's never going to be easy, but it's we're starting to see green shoots yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So the journey's concept. not over, no, but no. we're getting somewhere. Yeah, and we're quite tired. You're in pro. It's a work in progress. We're, we're in the same key through. now. We're all in the same key now. So we'll eventually sing in concert, but we're we're getting all in the same key. So we'll be able to off the same hymn sheet. Like we're I think the globally, same. globally. I mean, certainly in APAC. I mean, we we so all of our we've got 195 officers. Or 198. Um, <laughs> who are those three? And why are they an adjunct? There's yeah, a lot. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, please don't. But yeah. There's a lot. They were all different brands once ago, well, yeah, not so long ago. And now they're one brand. We That's use it. the same language. We use yeah. the same ways of solving problems. I think just that's unlocking this sort of borderless nature of what well, we can be. It's yeah, cool. I want to get onto that a little cool. bit later. But um, just to go back a step, you yeah, because in some ways what I'm hearing and, and I've, I've had the same thoughts myself, is yeah. that creative agencies since the 2007-2008 global financial crisis yes. slash recession yeah. have not been investing yeah. as much as they should 
to keep pace with change, you know, mm -hmm. particularly the large holding companies that yep. are answerable to, you know, shareholders, yes. that they've been much more about controlling cost as they have about yep. building future. Yep. To your point uh, earlier about, you know, create or destroy, mm -hmm. and it's not that they're destroying, but they, they've been protective of margins. Yep rather than continuing to grow and move forward. And, and one thing that uh, Dave Droger said is that the, the thing about creativity is it has to constantly be moving forward. Yes. It can't get caught up in nostalgia yeah. because no. that's yesterday. You've got to yep. be creating for the future. And yep. I thought that was a really good perspective. Yep. In the last, let's say, 10 years, have you seen that transition starting to come back? Do you think there's a new focus on investing in creativity in all its shapes and forms. No, and we're not just talking about getting the hot creative director or the CCO, mm. but actually investing in creative thinking across the organisation. I think that people have been attempting to, to like I, th I think there's been lots of good attempts and I think it's the, the speed to action that's probably been the most interesting to watch. I think for the old Holcos, and I'll use a horrific example, but it's very hard to turn a Titanic. And I think those Holcos were very steady ships for a very, very long time. They were good at big things and they did it very, very well. I think that the Titanics that turned too quickly had to. And you saw the breaking up of lots of really great offerings that couldn't keep pace. I think that um, holding companies have been, it's been a harder sell, which is why we saw the privilege. That's why indies are everywhere, right? Because the indies are made up of all the great, Holding company, think, holding company thinkers that wanted to do things with more agility, yeah. solve bigger problems, solve it faster. I think that some of the ones that have turned too quickly had to because it was falling apart. I, 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 not, not to criticise, but I think we know who so the big holders are that are broken, splintered Yeah, I'm, I'm interpreting that as when WPP started merging um, agencies as a way of reducing the, the catalogue of agencies. And look, a lot of people have been critical of brand management, but I'd have mm -hmm. to say that even though they may be think, you know, brands that we know and love as, as what did you say, students of the industry? Students yeah. of the industry, yeah. yeah. Um, in actual fact, they weren't that strong a brand. We, didn't, we don't give anything enough time to, to grow. I think because we have just been, have, we have got, I would say a lot of the time, those whole coasts have got a really big foot on their neck. So I think we've had lots of really great ideas. What is that foot? I think it's pressure. I think it's 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 yeah. it's, it's your, your shareholders. What's putting it there? Shareholders. Yeah, yeah. I definitely. Demanding so I think, quarterly so, so growth. So I think, it's, I think there's been lots of great ideas. I just don't necessarily think we've allowed it to dip and grow. Mm. So I think there's been a, we've, we've made lots of changes. And I think um, the outcome of that is that we've got a huge amount of in indies that are doing very similar stuff to us but don't have the scale. And I think we're just trying all the big holding companies. I think now we've got scale and, and we can do that quite quickly. It's about how we performance manage ourselves and our clients to think differently about business problems. And I think that is, that's all yeah. I've kind of seen in the, in the market. I don't know if that's the answer we're looking for, but I think it's, I think it has to be said that, we have got less time to prove proof of concept, but I think what's come out of that proof of concept is really interesting ways of organising people around things. That, that's, what, that's what I would say. I think mm -hmm. holding companies have got much better of, of organising people around a problem. 
Is, Kirstie, is that what uh, having Dentsu creative yeah. rather yeah. than managing all of those individual brands yeah. creates flexibility? I, is I that part it, of the justification? I mean, if you, you, the, the, the really, if you put the client first yeah. right, and you go, well, it, we shouldn't make it complicated for you to work with us. Yeah. And if you want access to all of these capabilities, it's probably a bit complicated to work with us at the moment because you you need to talk to all the different, they're different brands with different P&Ls and, you know, mm-hmm. and different, well, so we'll send you in lots of different directions. What if we could just make it really easy for you to work with us? That was really why we did that. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say we invested a lot behind all of those brands. So it wasn't as Mark Ritson, you know, suggests that you can kill brands. You can't always support all of the brands you have. So I understand WPP's position on that. doesn't mean those great agencies don't have a legacy and a history and an impact on on our, our culture moving forward. There's a lot to learn from some of those brands, but, you know, they've got a business to run and I'm sure they will do it all with respect. But they're going to focus their energies around two brands or one brand or, you know, whatever the ultimate decision was. For us, it was just about making it simple to work with us first and foremost, but also making it simple for us to work together too. So if we want to solve a problem and put the problem at the heart here, how do we make it easy for us to orchestrate and mobilise the right people or a diverse set of people around a problem without having to jump through hoops or speak different languages, not in a cultural way, but different corporate languages amongst the group to get a get people around a solution and quickly too because pace is really important these days, I think. Um, and so why don't we have 60, you know, different offices in APAC immediately under Dentsu Creative and then take all that infrastructure away so it's easy for us to work together and easy there for our, for our clients to get the best ideas and, and solutions out of us. It's as simple as that for us. Wasn't simple to deploy and make no. happen. <laughs> Never but, is. But the idea, but also the strategy was pretty mm. simple. But back to the, you know, I think Holdco's independence, having been in one for eleven years, we can we have our own cycles. We can work to our own cycles. We're not working around a shareholder, you know, quarterly RF ones and EPS, yep. and we, we we don't because we can manage our own cycles. What that breeds, though, when you're an in-year cycle is a milking strategy. So you go, how do I milk more, which is margin? How do I milk more about the brands that I have and what I have as opposed to thinking about a revitalisation strategy, which is what the industry needs and a lot of our brands need, is how do we, with our mature brands or sometimes new brands, refocus what we do around what the customer wants, clients want, what the industry wants, which ideas are our currency, that it's just the shape of the ideas will probably Mm. change, is where... No one probably has had the time to sit back and go, I've got to stop milking and I've got to start revitalising um, to change the future of the hold coat, whereas an indie can do that whenever yeah. it chooses they to can do re- They can reinvent yeah. relatively like, quickly. You, you, can, you can manage your own margin, decide you're not going to yeah. get a dividend this, next year because you're going to reinvest it into to the – because you're you're gearing up for a sale and a beta later on yeah. down the line and it's just different, which is healthy. Is, yeah. Um, and you can you can keep that mindset in a holdco because it's very very important, but you you can also then manage your in year. But you think in three year cycles, not in year cycles. I think that's the one thing. If I if my job was just thinking in year all the time, I don't actually think I could do this job well because you have to revitalize and be you know you got to think about now and next constantly, um, and so you need to be able to control that too and not just be worried about. APS. Mm-hmm.
Trinity P3. It is quite a, uh, a challenge because the consolidation, you know, and let's continue the conversation on WPP. One yep. of the things they've openly come out with is we're now the largest creative agency in the world. Mm. I'm just wondering where that ever became a benefit. You know, it's a feature, <laughs> but as a copyright, ex-copywriter, I'm going, so what's the benefit of that? What else can they say? Yeah, I know, but it's like... When you, you don't know, have anything else to... When you're talking about size, it's a worry. Yeah, and and what else could they do? They could possibly sing it because, you know, if it was too silly to See, say it, sing have, it. They, they could, could have, have a jingle. They can own that. that. Well, that. That's a publicist thing to do at Christmas time, <laughs> <Yeah>. isn't it? <laughs> but they can own that. If they want to be the owner of that, that's a great space. That's a clear space for them to own. The biggest agency in the world. I, can, I could reinterpret that, and I think it might be the copywriting side of it. Like how do you reframe that? But we talk about intelligent scale which is why, you know, partly why we acquired TAG, which allows us to do not just three assets, 30,000 assets. Like it's, it's, mm. it's the capability is, is insane. 4,100 linguists that can transcreate. You just, oh, my eyeballs, they just bulge at what you can do with that. But I think that the, to get impact today, it's, it might be a bit harder than it once was. And so being the biggest or being able to say that you can deliver scale, yeah. which might deliver a, an immediate benefit to a client, if you're selling something, this is the commercial side of the industry, might make sense for some. If you're a global client. Yeah, global you know, works, it, it global could. scale well, works for global themselves. clients. Yeah, maybe uh, they uh, just want global clients. Yeah, maybe they just I want don't know. <laughs> but it's, no, it's, it's, it's the global agency. But I think it's one of the things that you don't have to leave, you don't have to leave your creativity, you don't have to leave your people, you just talk about your size. Yeah. It, 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 it could be a really safe space for them to be. I don't know. But then going back to the start of this conversation, you know, I I leapt in with, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about creativity. Mm. It's interesting where the business decisions actually often get made that feel counter to the very thing that we spend a lot of time talking about, which is delivering the best quality or the the most effective creativity. Yep. Yep. I think that's the difference between a great creative agency and, 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 you know, or even creative business is is you put the user benefit at heart and and the money will come. Mm. And so craft, whatever the form of the craft, is 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 important, right? That, that's the the most important part of what you do is getting that user benefit. What do you want? How do we make it? Think about the solution first and and the craft of it. And then if you get that right, then people will pay for it. That's the but when you go how much if you think money first and margin first, and that is at the peril of craft and solutioning properly, then I just realised I'm using a lot of consultant talk there, solutioning. <laughs> ideas, but at I the peril of the ideas. I, I think the really simple thing for us as well is like thinking about our client base, we would never go out there and say we're big. <laughs> it just, I think their biggest fear is that they will be the forgotten person inside this big organisation. I don't, I don't know what the benefit is to them, oh, but right. I think for, yeah. for, for us. And, and absolutely, you know, we have yeah. clients, two things clients will say. Uh, one is we want a creative agency, but not one that just does That's television. The- and we go, <laughs> no one just does television. Yeah. The problem yeah. that has still not been addressed yeah. is that when we talk about generally creativity there's a tv ad or a video that probably never ran on television but it looks like a tv ad walks like a tv ad so it must be a tv ad first of all the second one is we don't want them to be too big 
because yeah. I don't want to get lost. Yes. And so yet, lost. there's this whole, yeah, you know, I just sense. want someone that can solve the problem. Yes, yeah. Yeah, you must, because you're uh, chief client, yeah. is that it? Yeah, chief, chief client, client officer. officer. Um, Kate, so you must have these conversations, you know, with clients saying what we need is. Yeah. You know, is that resonate with you, that sort of? The, the problems that they, they're facing that agencies should be solving with creativity? I think it's, like, clients are really interesting at the moment because I think what I love about it, and this is having been out you of mean, the industry. Does paradoxical mean interesting? Is that No, I think that <laughs> I, what I get excited about with clients is that more and more of our clients have come from agency world. Right. So if you look at, you know, top 10 CMOs in yeah. this country, half True. of them have come from, from yeah. agencies and they're filling their ranks in not necessarily the marketing team, but the branding teams have all come from agencies. Yeah. So they understand better we the have, capabilities we, that the agency brings. We also understand that budgets are less. Mm-hmm. CMOs are in their jobs, you know. I think the tenure at the moment is what twenty months for most for most people. It's, Depends it's, it's, who you listen to. to. Yeah, but you go like that doesn't give them a lot of runs at the board. So what they don't need to do is spend six months with us trying to prove ourselves. So what I love about the and, and why I was attracted to come back into the industry is because I love the fact that we're it's right. a, becoming. Yes, it's always going to be hard. Yes, we'll always have the exact same complaints. But, in fact, what's really exciting about being back in the industry is that there is a sophistication to the way we talk about media and message and the way we talk about modern creativity that I don't think they were the same conversations I was having five years ago. I don't Mm -hmm. think five years ago when I was, and this is pre-COVID, so I appreciate that I've Mm -hmm. come back in in, in a post-COVID life where it didn't feel as sane. The conversations we were having before five years ago was trying to make sense of media and message, trying to make sense of all these these conversations, trying to make sense of what modern creativity meant for the modern CMO. More and more of them were leaving the XLT. They were trying to prove themselves. Money was talking more than marketing was. I feel like in, in the last 12 months there is a shift in those sort of conversations and creativity in the form of solving business problems has been respected inside of these client mm. teams and we're starting to see that. What I like about it is that the budgets no longer mean the solvers immediately TV. I think our relationships with the media agencies and our clients has never been more important than ever because we cannot rely on these guys. I don't say these guys. I can't rely on other people to set the destiny. Mm-hmm. So I think the triumvirate of the media, the client and us has never been more important, which is why I quite celebrate bringing things back closer together. Yep. But the problem is always going to be the same. We don't have much money, we don't have much time, but please help us figure this out because I need to go and see someone at the board in eight weeks' time to get approval on that. The joy of the relationship that sits inside of that and the trust you can build quickly has is actually, I think, much better than it was when I left five years ago and I think will only get better. But I think for the clients, the clients are not looking to bomb, but they're looking yeah. to build, but they only have one strike of the dime. So if we're yeah. going to ask them to get spend it that, right. get it right, yeah. and I think that's probably where we're trying to we're trying to find that balance. Yeah, it's interesting because you know as you as you were saying that, I was sitting here thinking, um, from a marketer's perspective, mm. they want to solve problems, and I've never met a marketer that has too much budget. <laughs> Right. In fact, most of them don't have enough, <laughs> surprisingly, right? Uh, exactly. And so we've also had 10 years of procurement 
hacking away at budgets. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that's driven particularly agencies and some marketers to want to not only solve the problem but also start justifying the level of investment required to solve it. It's really interesting what you're saying. I'm going to the board. Here's a conversation that a marketer could have with the board, which is we've got this $100 million problem. Mm -hmm. We need to spend $10 million to solve it, but you've only given me a million dollars. And that's where storytelling sort of played a more important role, which is why sitting outside of the marketing department inside of organisations is why Dentsy was so appealing to me, to be quite honest, because we have this delicious toolkit to play with. We get some interesting, I mean, sure we get campaign, platform, idea, brand briefs still. We get a lot of product briefs too. Mm-hmm. So how can you? How do you help me evolve my product That's it. and drive an experience that is mm. going to X, Y and Z? That's where you can start to restructure the way you do your commercials, the way that you have a relationship with the client because it's not as trans, not transactional but time and materials based because you're actually building a product for the client too. Yeah. It's, it's it, I mean, I mean, sure, we didn't have that in the place I used to work because we, we weren't Tensu and we didn't have the capability that yeah. we have here, but we're having a lot of those conversations where you become Definitely. a really invested business partner of your client. Well, you're becoming more than just the promotions. Correct. Um, you're yeah. able to move yeah. into advising around product yeah. um, you know, and experience, which yeah. is not a P, but, you know, um, and, and uh, help clients with those those yep. problems. Yep. We see, yeah. we see, we, we might, it might always be there, but sometimes we shine a spotlight on things that they can't see. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's actually probably one of the great arts of creativity. You don't always come up with the idea, you just spot it. Yeah. And that's what makes you good at what you do is because you can see what an idea is versus just have it. Trinity P3. Our business in Sydney and Melbourne are slightly different as well. Like I think down in Melbourne, our entertainment arm and how we kind of bring together content and PR and how that kind of comes together to solve business problems has been really exciting for us. And I think that we kind of we kind of talk about, you know, what it is for earned media to play a role mm. in the marketing mix. I think that's really interesting for clients as well. I think they're really starting to untap and unlock the power of earned media, which has also been a really interesting place for us to go because it allows us to talk about entertainment. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it, it, they're the sort of stuff that gets us really excited because it's like you're living and learning every day and the stuff you get to make for clients is much more interesting. From, I mean, we're just talking from an entertainment point of view, we've got, sure, we've got the earned side of things, but we have, we have funds where we can capitalise TV programs We've just made a documentary yeah. that isn't client funded. It's just it's it's an it's an entertainment product that will go and monetize as we mm-hmm. sell it global. We did that out of here, you know. Like it's it's it is quite a it's interesting where you start to go as perhaps money has moved out of what was building those awesome agencies like George Pat's in 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 Melbourne back in the day, where I think that the money has been spread. Far and few, we've probably gone to Salesforce or Martech. I don't know where it's all gone, but there's a using our creativity to do different things and make money in different ways. We're definitely that's part of that revitalization strategy. That's what we're doing. Yeah. You might not see it in an in a you might see it in Effies, but you might not see it in a you know traditional advertising awards Award show, show, which is yeah. still how we judge each other. Because every time I'm on 
or the press, where's the work, where's the work? You mean where are the ads that are in the award shows? We've got heaps of work. Like we've just built first and second and third horizon solutions for a automotive that, you know, will help them navigate. You know, like it's, yeah. it's and quite look, interesting. And, and, right? and so the number of agencies that say to me, we enter award shows because clients want to see awards is absolute rubbish. They don't actually want to say, they, they're very happy for their agencies to win awards because, you know, it's great, yeah. celebrate, you're doing yeah, a good it. job. But, yeah, you know, I say to people, the, the absolute proof that um, awards currently, as practised by the industry, are totally in self-indulgent and bordering on narcissistic is the categories are craft-based. If you really wanted to have an award the show fees. that clients were interested yeah, or, in, yeah. do it by the category of business mm. that the client mm. exists in. Mm-hmm. You know, what is the best piece of yeah. communication or problem solving yeah. for telco? What is the best piece mm. for consumer packaged goods? What's mm. the best piece mm. for personal care? Mm. You know, mm. that's where they live. Mm. We live in the world of the best cinema ad or the best, you know, digital that's, ad. That's very interesting. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that, that we need to, you know, I, I think as an industry to break and, and where I started in the conversation, I'm sorry if I, I sort of no, I jumped like on you, yeah. was, you know, I think we've got to s- stop talking about creativity because it makes people immediately go to the TV ad yes. yeah. or the, you know, yep. whatever the expression yep. is they have in their head yep. and start talking about how our creativity, Sorry, I'm yeah. throwing myself yeah. in, but yeah, collectively yeah. our creativity solves problems, problems. Yeah. for businesses yep. in these categories would be much more, yep. if you're writing me a brief, Kate, yep. it would be our audience live in the categories they ex- business categories they exist in. We need to talk to them true, in those right? categories. I only yeah, want they one shop o- categories. I only want one award show. What's that? And it should, it's just called... I wish I was in the room when they sold that. <laughs> that's all I want it to be because the greatest Oh, thing, that's a wonderful one. The greatest yeah. things I ever see, anything wonderful in the world, I always go, the one. I would have loved to have been in the room when they sold in, like Lee Clow selling in Where for Dogs. Yeah. You know, I go, that, that, is a, that is a historical story. It's Steve Jobs in the car when he winds around talking about, you know, like I go, these they're the things that I go, that's the only thing where I go, that's why I should be, that's why I love advertising so much because I see all that great work and the only thing I think to myself all it's, the time is it's, if you how do they convince yeah. them to do that? Well, the, I think that's an interesting thing. We all sit there and, and wonder. But clients do want evidence of industry and so they do, they do, they do they want do. to see they awards do. but you're they right do. in terms of well, which awards matter. That's it as evidence of industry because they still they will still compare us to our peer group and go, well, these guys have got... I disagree. You're, but you're, on, the, yeah, well, you're on the side of the bench that I'm not on, but when yeah. we get fair and square, go, show, us your, show us your, you know, evidence of industry, the work, the awards, you go, well, we actually probably would have to go back in time. We started like we won an LIA. We've got a few things coming through now, but we're only 18 months, months old. Yeah. So oh, we just admit, hey, so, so we're, the, not, we're not the most awarded agency in the country yet. So, so <laughs> I, I saw a, re, a, 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 a hype reel. I hate that term. Oh, yeah. But, you know, and all the agencies had a great track and bits yeah. of their ads yeah. cut together and how many awards they've won. Yeah. The one that floored everyone, and I won't oh, share obviously. which agency, was just... Uh, talking heads of all their clients saying why they couldn't work with anyone else but that agency. Excellent idea. And that was so much more powerful than any number of awards because awards are 
as seen by yep. clients as it's nice for the agency, yep. but what's that got to do with yep. me solving my business? Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, it's, uh, it's a great way yep. of recruiting yep. talent. You know, if you're yep. an agency that wins a lot of awards, you're going to get creative talent here, but I think we need creative talent in every aspect. Agreed. And we have it. Yeah. You know, you actually, yeah. I haven't, yeah. the best account management people are yeah. the ones that are oh, creatively that's driven. That's right, 100%. You know? I've got a topography David, degree. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> David, Look, David as I say, I'm the pseudo creative. Yeah, it's good. I couldn't agree more. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And that's, yeah. and that's, I think the, the funniest thing of all that conversation we we're just having about, you know, what's awards, what's awards, there is a contagious energy that, happens once you get celebration that's exactly mm. it. there's something so important to what we do it's can, we, we we live on kinetic energy and there's nothing like a sizzle reel of all the things we've done in the last 12 months to basically it's that's all we need to do is we just need to keep the energy and and momentum is honestly how we we, we exactly. say we say yet because we 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 feel the we can feel the energy inside of our building and the kinetic energy of just a couple of the key guys that we've brought in and, and what we're being able to do and how we're being able to turn up to clients and the story we can tell about why we are here there's energy in that but then there's also work and I think it's the it's the combination of the two that gets us excited to get up at six o'clock in the morning and talk about advertising and clients and solving business problems until 10 o'clock at and night laugh. yeah. and laugh to the point where we almost wear our pants even though it's horrific what we're talking about but it is such a joy because it's going to take us a while but all the points are in place but the kinetic energy and the momentum is um you only wish for this it's, and the it, clients are starting to feel it the great test is when you don't have the momentum though right like we all yeah, get, how it. Do like, you get it like moving. we've got we've got to, we've to, got, to use kate's yeah, yeah, uh, titanic <laughs> when the ship's stuck in the middle of the ocean so how do you get it started so when you're going again? through transformation it's mm. hard to like it, you know to maintain culture and keep people excited when you don't have that momentum because you're not ready for it yet quite yeah. simply is quite is a challenge that was probably a year, right? Yeah. And 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 gosh, we learned from that. You know, I learned from it because it was quite a big transformation. But the people that stuck around, yeah. Um, you, you know, have got the resilience. They've got. They've been through a great change. They're open to change, which is yeah. really critical for creativity, I think. And now we've, you know, you'd be proud of this because you've from them with like 100% strike rate for the past 10 pitches. Yeah. Fantastic. It's good. Like, That's and your now momentum. I feel yeah. like we can celebrate that because we worked so hard for it, but you've got to work hard to keep it too, yeah. right? So so that's what we we get up at 6 o'clock going, okay, what's today bringing? <laughs> what's you know, like it, it, it's, it is. It's, it's, but we worked hard for that. It's um, went through the pain to get to that point. Let's hope it doesn't fall over, which it often can. We've run out of time. Oh, oh my Darren. god! I know, and I feel like we're just oh. getting started. I'm but so. Oh my god! Kirsty Muddle, thank you very much. Thank you, Darren Woolley, and uh, CSR. I'll call you CSR. You deserve to. Thank you. It's been a great conversation. Um, what I do have, and you asked about a question um, of being in the room. I have a great story about the selling of the ants' pants ad. You oh, know, yes. the sick and rest. Do we? Sure so, but we'll keep that for another oh, day, okay. shall we? Sure.